Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-Step Guide to Fearless Speaking at Doreen7Steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, this is Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. I'd like to welcome everybody who's listening today. I'm so excited about my guest. He's a new friend to me, but I feel like every time we have conversations, my whole body just tingles and opens up, and I learn just by listening to him. This is Jeff Davis, and uh, hi, Jeff. Dr. Downing, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you today. Yes, and that's exactly what we do. We chat. (laughs) I don't have specific questions that I have you prepared. It really is, and this is what listeners are used to with my podcast, is we just go wherever we need to go to say what needs to be said today, right now, right here. And that's all about being in the moment. And so many people are afraid to to dance in the moment with another human being, especially on video. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, I'd like to read a bio you sent so people at least get some kind of sense of what you've already done and what you are doing in this world. Okay. Jeff Davis is the award-winning author of three books, in addition to being a blogger, professional speaker, and consultant. He has done keynote speeches internationally and is a sought-after expert in mental health, authentic leadership, and resiliency. He's also a TEDx speaker, Forbes contributor, and consistently featured on the top podcast in the world. Hey, that's what that's me. (laughs) I'm a top podcaster. Yay, you're here. Jeff frequently speaks to and consults with schools, nonprofits, organizations, associations, conferences, and businesses. I like this one. Nicknamed the Muhammad Ali of mental health, he's known for his ability to shine light on challenging topics. Oh, and I'm sure today you will be shining light on some of these topics that have to do with finding your voice and finding what it means to be authentic and speak from a deeper sense of who you truly are. Yes. Pleasure to be here, and I'm sure we will go deep today. Yes. Well, the first going deep question, if anything, I always like to have more of a sense of, because people don't just pop out and say, hello world, here I am, and I'm going to change the world and I'm going to shine light on challenging problems. You know, you don't, you don't really get that right away. And usually it seems like those of us who've had challenging problems to face have learned something from that. And I'm assuming that is your story too. So anything you could say about that? Yes, absolutely. So there's a few things that come to mind and and we'll dive right in here. So first off, I was the quintessential late bloomer. 
So I'm six feet tall now, but I used to be very short. All my peers, my friends were going through adolescence. And in the meantime, I'm stunting to grow and I'm not really having a girlfriend when all my friends do. And it was really awkward and, and embarrassing. And the reason I, I say this, uh, Dr. Downing, is because I got endlessly bullied. This is something I wanted to share off the bat because I've been hearing a lot of research lately about how bullying is a root cause of, of suicide. And this is a, a challenging topic for some, but I was endlessly bullying. So one is that uh, people actually made fun of the way I spoke. They said, Jeff, you have a, a lisp. Uh, and what happened was I had certain teeth not growing in properly. I, I actually used to suck my thumb uh, when I was a, a child and it continued. I, I, I've, I've never shared this before. So this is really cool that sucking my thumb for whatever reason, maybe it was a coping mechanism, it continued into my early teens where most people stopped that. And I, I, at that point, I wanted to be done with it. And I found my thumb would go into my mouth at night. I had to wear a glove to finally break the habit. I say this because it, it kind of got my teeth a little bit messed up. And I, I spoke funny. Since then, I've worn Invisalign braces, but I got made fun of for the way I spoke, for being short. I got, I got beat up. I got told I was worthless and stupid, and, and I just did not have the self-esteem and self-confidence to stand up for myself. So I wanted to bring up this topic of bullying because that is something I've experienced not only in middle school, in high school, and in college, where my college baseball teammate punched me in the face, but also in the workplace. So we have a, a very challenging world here, and I wanted to come out with a Muhammad Ali swing and say, we need to put an end to bullying because it's unacceptable. Oh, Jiminy, thank you. Yeah, I'm a... Um, sucker also <laughs> and had to have braces when I was what 12 or 13 but I do know that if I would say for me it was comfort so that that makes me think hmm if it was for comfort for you what was happening in the home yeah so as far as what, what was happening in the home so with my mom and dad I, I found that they meant to be very loving, but with the way they were raised, there weren't certain skills there. So that made it very difficult for me to be able to build up the self-esteem. They were doing the best they could, and they supported me how they could. My mom had a, a great attitude. My dad, a very hard worker. But I did find that based on all they knew, it did not supply me with those skills I needed to go out into the world and to be the person that I could be. So having a bit of a shaky foundation there and not really supported to be myself then made it that much harder to deal with all of the bullying and all of the nonsense in the outer world. What would have looked like support though? And what was not supportive? Maybe a little specifics, any, any examples? Yeah. So I would say when we're, when we're talking about how someone supports you verbally, and there's actually been a lot of uh, research around this. There's a book you may have heard of it by Bessel van der Kolk, The Body Keeps the Score, and it's all about trauma and healing from trauma. And Bessel van der Kolk there talks about how verbal abuse is just as bad as physical abuse. And, and uh, don't get me wrong here, physical abuse is absolutely horrible, but so is verbal abuse. So what I would say is that with specific examples, I was being myself and they would sort of put me down. And that made it very, very difficult to feel safe being myself. And then that's why I was so insecure going out into the world. Again, again, they meant well. And I would say, you know, their root causes were the way they were raised. And they, they unfortunately didn't resolve those root causes that then got put onto me. 
I know they meant it loving me. They meant it lovingly in some kind of warped way, but in fact, it led to very, 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 very low self-esteem. And that's why I never really stood up for myself for the bullies because I just did not have that backbone to be myself. What I hear you doing is something that I hope people will really uh, listen to because what you're modeling is both, yes, there was a reality. There were limitations on what occurred in my childhood that didn't make me feel as confident as I could, but uh, I can't blame. You know, I don't hear you blaming and saying that they were all screwed up. I mean, they may have been screwed up, but it's not. <laughs> you're, you have a deeper understanding of their history and what they bring to parenting. So uh, that's what I heard that I thought was really valuable, that you have both the, hey, it didn't work so well for me, but I understand that they were limited. It's a pleasure here to dance with you in a moment because I want to thank you for saying that you hit the nail on the head. As you're talking, I could feel like a calm energy flow going through my body. And that's exactly it, Dr. Downing. I, I have forgiven them. And in fact, for anyone listening, forgiveness is a very long process, by the way, so it can't be forced. But what I want to share is since being able to forgive them, I now have an adult relationship with them. And I see them as adults mm -hmm. with both strengths and weaknesses. And being able to forgive them has actually freed myself. I can have an adult relationship with them at the level that they're capable of. I can also go out into the world and prevent people from dying by suicide and impact millions of lives. So that was very liberating to see that they really are people with feats of clay and all sorts of mistakes. And they've had their own traumas. I'm going to forgive them for that. And I'm going to move on with my life and go change the world. <laughs> Yes, I hear this big yes, I want to say back to you. Uh, you mentioned suicide, so it's kind of linked, you said, to bullying. And of course, you've done research. But any personal experience that you can point to about what made you understand the link between bullying and suicide? Yes, I'm really glad you asked this question, because if we go back 16 years ago to when I was 17 years old, this is my senior year of high school. This was after some really unexpected setbacks in sports. I was at this hyper-competitive, dysfunctional, all-boys high school. Mm -hmm. Of course, I mentioned the bullying. And then on top of that, I was also experiencing abuse in other areas of my life. And if you combine all of that, I very, very nearly took my own life. It was the spring of my senior year. I had clinical depression after a year. I went to the garage. I remember the moment. I picked up the rope. I just wanted to get out of the pain. It was it was so, so challenging to deal with. And I, I actually started walking to the tree. And just before I was about to end my life, there was a spark of hope that came to me. I, I truly believe it was from a higher power. And the spark of hope said, Jeff, put down the rope, go back to your room. And I had no social support. And by the way, talking about research, and this also comes out in people I, I coach because I also coach a lot of speakers to go out and change the world. A lot of these people who I hear of nearly dying by suicide do not have the social support. That's exactly what I experienced. Instead of people supporting me, I had people bullying me. And I'll say this very quickly, my best friend, and by the way, zero resentment, my best friend said to me after I called him up and I told him about my rock bottom moment, he said, Jeff, I have to tell you, no one cares. Oh. Ooh. 
Oh, and well, there's there's truth there, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we could call that a very, very challenging form of tough love. And yes, everyone is wrapped up in their own lives. And I say that, of course, very respectfully. So yeah, with all of these factors, the no social support, the bullying and these other challenges, I, I very sadly almost took my life, but I had the spark of hope and it said, Jeff, someday you're going to change lives by sharing this story. I went back to my room and it was a very, very, very long journey from there. But now I'm finally impacting lives and I'm having the impact in the world I always knew that I could have. Well, there's something about what you just said, too, that strikes me is that a spark of hope. To me, that sounds like it was a voice of some sort. What do you yes. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm actually curious what your thoughts are too. I'll tell you how I experienced it. So here's how I experienced it. It was a a, a feeling, a knowing, an intuitive feeling in inside of me. It was like this spark in the center of my soul, the very essence and core of Jeff, and it went off and it said, "Jeff, you're meant to be on this planet longer." And again, this is after clinical depression. This was very serious very serious depression that I was experiencing. And I did not yet seek help. I eventually did see a psychologist, but at that point I did not have help. And it was a feeling that came to me and I don't know where this came from. And the, the I, this higher power in the center of my soul gave me this feeling, Jeff put down the rope. So you could describe it as a voice. I also like to call it a feeling an intuitive knowing and even though I was clinically depressed, and even though I wanted to die by suicide to end my pain, there is some feeling that went off inside me. Jeff, someday you'll share this to help others. And, and I laughed. I actually laughed. I was having like an inner conversation like, oh, not me. I, I, I'm worthless. No one cares what I have to say. But Dr. Downing, that, that feeling was right because I'm now impacting many lives around the world. Right, right. Yeah, well, we can talk about feeling and thoughts and the voices, but it, you just represented one that says, hey, you're not worth anything. And that to me is a voice. And the other one is, yes, I am worth something. And not only am I worth something, I'm going to go out and change the world. <laughs> and yes. uh, maybe this is just some thought I'm having in the moment you know, how, how spark, cause you're talking about sparks. It's kind of like those two might have, you know, hit each other and there was this, the spark and the one that was stronger one, <laughs> you know, life force one. And uh, here you are. Well, before I, I do go into more about the, the spark and the journey, I'd like to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a second. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-Step Guide to Fearless Speaking at Doreen7Steps.com. Hi, I'm back, and I'm with Jeff Davis, and I'm on a very fascinating journey from uh, how he became somebody who is such a an exciting, inspirational speaker out in the world, and that he is here to share his journey from having been bullied, having been almost close to uh, suicide until he got um, struck by lightning, you might say, from inside. Uh, the the Something inside said, um, you know, you got to live, guy, here. And it was hope. So, Jeff, what happened next? Yeah, so let me share this as we are in the moment. 
I'm back up in my room. Uh-uh. And this is this is a mind-blowing experience. I did an awakening kundalini meditation by someone named Kelly Howell. And right near the end of the meditation where she says, you are merging with the source of creation. I went into an indescribable energy field. I've never experienced something like this in my life. And I've never since had as powerful as an experience as when I was in my room after I nearly died by suicide and did this meditation. It wasn't an outer body experience. I was still in my body, but I couldn't feel the normal physical boundaries of my body. I was in this energy field. And in that energy field, in the heart of this meditation, I had a profound realization. Your self-worth doesn't depend on external circumstances. That was my beautiful, powerful, soul-level, core-level realization that no one, not one person ever taught me. All I heard is, Jeff, to be somebody, you have to be a star sports player. Jeff, to be someone, you have to get perfect grades. Jeff, to matter, to be someone who people care about, you have to go to the most well-known university in the country. None of those things that I were taught were true. And what I realized with depression acting as a gateway to spiritual enlightenment, that your self-worth is infinite and it does not depend on external circumstances. <laughs> you just saw my mouth drop, just like, <gasps> this yes. is so exciting to share yeah. with uh, our audience this insight that you had in this moment of waking up to some truth that and now can be shared with others so that we look within ourselves. That's the message. We look within ourselves for our truth, our value, our meaning, our purpose. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And the answers are inside of you. And I'm speaking to all of your wonderful listeners here. Your answers are inside you. And it's totally okay to seek advice and to seek, of course, their various input. At the end of the day, trust your inner wisdom, trust your inner knowing, because that is your your true guiding light. So I definitely teach that, and I believe that the within is where our power is. How Talk about a little bit how you might help people, guide people to, I mean, you have the thought, but what's the how to drop down into and be able to connect with, listen to, and speak from this inner knowing? Yes. So there are many approaches here. I'm going to start off with one that has worked well for me and others, and this is something to consider, and then I'll share a few other things as well. So taking time to meditate and or pray, whatever works best for you. So let's call that solitude. And then in the solitude, you can choose the method that works best for you. For some, like me and others, it's meditation. For some, it's prayer. That's wonderful, by the way. For some, it might be reflecting in a journal. For others, and it depends on what kind of personality type you have, maybe you reflect out loud with a close friend or colleague on the phone. So there are different approaches here. But being able to reflect and to go within and having a tool to do that is essential. So the how there is to slow down. We have this very fast-paced life. And by the way, I get caught up in the hustle and bustle of my schedule as well. And I constantly remind myself, Jeff, slow down, 
take a breath. <sighs> and I find that slowing down, I'll, I'll consciously breathe. Sometimes even before I meditate or reflect, I'll just breathe deeply. I'll breathe in and out. And that relaxed presence will help me connect to my core. Do so you what I would suggest. Your, your voice just changed and those who are listening could hear it. I'm sure I felt yeah. it. Didn't it? Your your voice, there's a resonance when you dropped down that's different than I, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. <laughs> it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So voice coming from a place that's deeper within us, you have to take yourself there is what you're saying. And I like that you aren't saying this is the way to do it you know, step one, step two, step three, step four, you know, and then you're, you've arrived. It feels like you're allowing people to be who they are in their own way to discover the more that's within their own inner journey, how they do that. Yes. You just hit the nail on the head. It's really important that each person does what works for them. And, and there are some out there, and I say this completely respectfully, there are some out there who will say, this is the way it's one, two, three, four. And yes, that might've worked for them and some others. That doesn't mean that'll work for everyone. So that's why I said, okay, maybe give meditation a try and think of this like a buffet. You're at a buffet and you're trying different approaches here and you're seeing what works best for you. Maybe it's meditation, some form of solitude. We talked about prayer, reflection, talking to others. Maybe it's going for a long walk in nature. All of these different approaches will allow someone to find what works best for them. And what works best for them, what we're talking about working is the whole point for me is being able to go within and know yourself so well that you know the voice that comes out has this ring and resonance of truth and you feel more aligned with this deeper who you are meant to be as opposed to walking around the world trying to impress or imitate or make a splash because actually being who you truly are is is the beautiful splash spot on and i found in my own experience to piggyback off the very powerful words you just said that when i stopped trying to be like someone else and instead decided to be the first jeff instead of the second someone else transform my life both professionally and on a, an individual basis as well. I found people were res resonating with my speeches more, going deeper with my professional speaking. I was doing an approach that not everyone may necessarily recommend, but it worked for me. And that's the key. Do what works for you by connecting with your truth inside. Oh, I feel like we can just spend the whole day. <laughs> this is so wonderful to be speaking to somebody like you who understands this inner realm and that uh, it is easy to access our inner realm. And I think that with our our what we're searching for is this sound and the feel and the uh, expression of who we truly are. And I think that people who are afraid to go within because they come up against some of the things that you did when you were, you expressed around uh, close to suicide was, um, you know, more negative thoughts, more negative feels and self-esteem was really low, can be really low for people. So I think what I'm, I'm looking at right now is, 
ooh, inspiring people that they're, you know, to, that the, the potential is beautiful and that, yeah, we do come up against, um, doubt. We come up against, um, insecurity, all the kinds of other things that we've come to be afraid of inside of ourselves, even getting close to or showing others. But I think what you're saying to me today and to listeners is you're inspiring that within there's there's brilliance, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, you understood perfectly. And that's exactly what I'm sharing. So thank you so much for restating that in an excellent way. Your truth, your power, your inner strength is inside of you. And connecting with that will completely revolutionize your life. And it can be messy. It can be a process. It might take many, many iterations, but keep going because as you go deeper through the mud, you'll find all sorts of hidden gems. I found these hidden gems of love and beauty buried deep underneath all of that negativity and mud. Oh, again, speaking of <laughs> nuggets, it feels like uh, you offer nuggets of wisdom and they are golden. Thank you so much. I am coming near the end. Is there something that feels like you're uh, listening to yourself and wanting to share? Yes. I mentioned earlier how your self-worth doesn't depend on the outer world. And I would like to share this with everyone who is listening. You are an infinite soul that you have so much power within you, regardless of what other people say. And I wanted to remind you of that, even if your colleague or even if someone you know doesn't see that in you or is putting you down, you are worthy. You are matter. You have a purpose for being here and you indeed will do great things. Uh, you you mirror back to people the big yes <laughs> and uh, the yes to what's inside of us. Thank you so much, Jeff. My pleasure. It was an honor to be here. And thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.